Welcome to Techman Talks Dynamics. We are again focusing around CRM for today's episode and we're looking uh, around the different types of licenses we have for the Dynamics 365 sales side of things. Um, I'm joined by Jason as, as usual when we're doing CRM. Hi Jason. Hello. And also by Kelly who, who works in the uh, Power Platform and the CRM team. So hi Kelly. Hello. Right, so um, I know there's lots of different licenses when we talk about D365, especially in, I'll call it the CRM space, and that's probably yeah. technically incorrect, but we're going to focus on the sales side of this today. Um, so, so what do we have? If people wanting to buy a, a, a license, um, what choices have they got and what do you get for the different ones, I guess we'll start with. So in terms of the, the headlines, you've got firstly professional, then you've got enterprise, then you've got premium, then you've got Microsoft relationship sales. As a headline, professional's the starting point. Yep. Then you go to enterprise. Then you've got premium. And then relationship sales sits kind of around and about kind of between enterprise and, and premium to an extent because it, it's very specific of what it offers. It's, that's more to do with kind of LinkedIn integration from that perspective. But you've got kind of four key levels or yeah. op- offerings from Microsoft. So I guess I was always aware of the two that you got professional and enterprise. Yeah. Okay, but the other two um, I've only come to be aware of more recently. Which yeah. Is one of the reasons we thought we'd do the podcast. Um, so is there is there a brief way we can we can you know go through the differences in ways where where they sit and why you would need need one or the other? I, I think I think the starting point would be sales professional and enterprise and look at those two because that's the more bread and butter levels of CRM that most customers or most businesses looking at CRM to start off with would be looking at either one of those two. Yep. And then we'll probably touch on premium and relationship sales as the next bit. So I think professional enterprise, the idea is that they're both designed to be sales execution tools, as Microsoft would call it, but supposed to help with the sales process from that lead coming into opportunity to quoting somebody to winning it. It's just depend on the, the levels of functionality that you get between each. So, and I think the key thing is to probably outline what you don't get in sales professional and probably Kelly will be able to go through that in a little bit more detail. Yeah, so the, the main difference is sales enterprise, you get all of the features you'd expect from a, a Microsoft Dynamics 365 product. So it's completely customizable. You can make your own apps. You can create your own forms. You, you can tailor the experience of the user really to to really embody what you need as a business. Um, in professional, they've um, limited that experience somewhat. Um, so there are some standard tables that you get in enterprise that you don't get access to. So you can't track things like competitors um, and you can't use uh, the connections to you know, track things throughout the system. Um, there's also a limit on the amount of custom tables you can have. Okay. So we tend to find that, you know, when we're tailoring a system to um, to small and medium businesses, they can require quite a lot of custom tables for the functionality, for, for tracking things, you know, just like sample requests. And Okay. So when we talk about custom tables, it's something that's not within the, the, the core product. Yeah, so as standard, as you'd expect, you know, you get things like accounts, contacts, leads, opportunities. But then if you want to start tracking things like sample requests or, um, you know, new product development things or 
whatever they're going to do. Yeah yeah, 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 or, you know, rolling out like account management and things. Those number of custom tables can quickly add up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is that, that's that's limited that you can add any that are different or you're just limited to only so many custom tables so you, so you can add a few but you can't add unlimited for example so you can get 15 okay 15 is the limit um, so if if you have a sales enterprise uh, sorry a sales professional system 15 is the limit for it um, whereas with sales enterprise we can create as many as we need okay that there okay. is no limit um so then um in terms of like your product structures and things like that so in enterprise you can create bundles so you can sell packages to people and things um whereas that functionality is very limited to just keeping your product data in place um you can use things like goals um sales literature all of these kinds of things in sales enterprise as well and that functionality is taken away in professional. So when we talk about goals in CRM, uh, and again, my assumption here, if we if we were using professional as our, as our tool to monitor ourselves, does that mean you can't set any targets or, or a goal, something different from maybe a target that we'd set for the team to hit this as a as an achievable? So goal, goals is a bit of a, it's a bit of a strange functionality really. It's, it's, in the room. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's halfway between sort of like a target yeah. that you want people to work towards um, and, and, well, I don't know. I think it's one of those where Microsoft have actually kind of come out and said the, the traditional goals functionality, it, it, longer term, there's not really got a future inside a CRM. So to an extent, you're sitting there going, well, if it's specific to enterprise, I'm not going to choose enterprise-based functionality just just for goals. And, and how do people deal with your, kind of your KPIs and your targets and that kind of stuff? Well... Power BI is, is typically the the way to go about it these days, to be yeah. honest. To, to be honest, goals isn't going to swing anybody one way or the other. Right, okay. okay. Um, but then, so there's there's other things like um, your contract territories in mm-hmm. sales professional. Um, so if you do want to, you know, customise and, um, not customise, if you do want to group your accounts into specific territories, you've got to find another way of doing that right. um, instead of using the standard territory function, which takes away a custom table. Um <laughs> And then um, in CRM, uh, well, throughout CRM, but particularly for sales, we use something called business process flows that we use to track specific stages of a sales process. For this people. is the bit that goes across the ribbon. Yeah, on the top. that's yeah, the, yeah. the red bar at the top. Yeah, with all the little targets on it. Um, so we use those quite a lot in the sales functionality, um, and we use quite a different branching conditions and things. So different sales opportunity types go through different sales processes, um, and you're limited to a maximum of five of those within professional whereas again in enterprise you can have um well i think it's 30 actually is the limit yeah yeah i was gonna yeah. say there is, there is there is a limit um but we've never really yeah it's, it's, it's a hard limit to reach <laughs> in enterprise um and then uh custom charts so and custom dashboards so for the reporting on all of the sales data that you're trying to track um you're limited to five of those as well okay. um the form customization is very limited uh, you have to stick to the professional forms and what you can and can't do in terms of customising those can be quite limited as well. So getting the information front and centre to your people can yep. be quite difficult in professional. But again, if it's a small system, you know, and you've only got a small team, that's not going to be quite so important and difficult. No. Yeah. I, th- I think it's probably, you start to get to a point of probably sort of 15. What, users? Yeah. I, I think I Where? think so. I think it, it can... We have got some customers that are 30 users that are on yeah. professional, um, over 30 users that are on professional. 
uh, and it does work but probably if they evolve any further they are very much pushing the boundaries so so there's no limit on the amount of people you can have on profession it doesn't top out at uh, 25 no. or 30 or something like that you can keep adding and adding but you're just not going to get the functionality you get in the enterprise yeah uh, absolutely yeah. i think the two for me um it's one it's a nice feature it's a feature that always gets asked for when you do a sales process is the I want the salespeople to be on the road using a mobile app. Well, Dynamics has one. Mm-hmm. But then it says, well, we might go and we might be talking to someone in the middle of a field um, or in the middle of a factory and the signal's rubbish. Professionally, you can't go offline. Okay. that's So even down to the mobile app, there's different levels of function. It's not just a replication of what you get at the on the back end almost on the mobile app you've also got a limitation of no yeah, offline functionality no offline so the app does what enterprise app does in terms of it's the same app it's just that you can't sync anything offline yeah um, the i think the main other and this will be the one that will actually be the kicker for people between the two licenses i think in the long run is actually you can now integrate quite nicely into teams there is a lot of teams functionality that has now been rolled out into Dynamics, so I mean, you can have like Teams chats within CRM itself. You don't need to navigate to Teams to have that chat, so you can have that in the context of the record, and it sends all this information out. So somebody can be sat in CRM on a Teams chat, and somebody can sat in Teams on a Teams chat, and they're both looking at exactly the same information. Okay. Yeah. So if you're doing that, I know the integration with Teams and all the Dynamics 365 products are improving every time there's a new release. If you were the Teams user, so I'm not a heavy CRM user. I know where this is going. <laughs> do I need a professional sales professional license or enterprise depending on what we're on as a company so if you well enterprise professional it also goes back down to what Sachin Azella came out with just over 12 months ago that he wants people that have got Teams licenses Microsoft 365 Office 365 licenses you can consume data you might not be editing such data from CRM perspective but you can consume that data within Teams so if I'm in without the, even having an actual CRM license, that was my question. So I guess if I'm if I'm a Teams user and I'm asking some information, you can you can share that information. I haven't I haven't got access to CRM, but I need to know I don't know uh, an opportunity some level detail about an opportunity. I don't need to edit it. I just need to know that I don't know, this is this is the customer without you know you're working with as a sales team. This is what we're trying to sell, and this is the value of it. And I don't need any more than that. But it would be useful to have that rather than you cut and paste and it, stick it in a spreadsheet, send it to me. You yeah. can now drop that in Teams, and I can uh, consume it. it, 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 it it's evolving so what you what you can do right now uh, what is that you can use adaptive cards um which is very much a, a microsoft thing it's not specific to um dynamics um, but adaptive cards are essentially little snippets cards of information as such so you can get crm to update a card and post that card into teams for example in a particular chat and such like that the idea of of such as vision of of having that information purely inside of teams for a non-CRM user. Has that come to fruition yet? Not quite. Um, I think, um, yeah, it was, Polite Waypoint was probably a slight premature um, comment um, that from a solution point of view, we're still waiting on that to kind of, completely bare fruit I guess but when it does come it means that we talk about CRM being the the central 
place for your relationships with customers, suppliers, etc. The idea is that people talk about, well, I don't really want to have to license everybody on CRM when I've already got loads of people on ERP, etc. Mm. Obviously, these concepts around having information inside of teams and certain channels and all that kind of stuff, clearly that's going to alleviate some of that concern of spending money on licenses if they don't have to, but still giving that right visibility. Okay, okay. So that's the way, that's the, the, where the, the way we're heading. That's the, the, yeah. the direction they're going. Okay, fine. So we talked about teams. Talk about some of the limits you've had on tables and no use of competitors, which I guess could be important for some people. But what 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 else have we got down on there? I think the only other one for me is the capacity. Um, if you're listening as a business central user in SaaS, um, look at you. I guess is the best way of putting it because so you when, get, when you took capacity, you're talking about the the storage. size of the database, yeah, yeah the yeah. size of storage. Um, uh, business central came to the SaaS party later than CRM, and then all of a sudden um, Business Central gets a bigger amount of storage given to them out of the box than what CRM does. I'm not bitter about it at all, Um, (laughs) but CRM you get 10 gig. um, Per user? No, no, you get 10 gig for the database or the database um, environment as such. So that means that your test, your sandbox, your live, your production, has to all squeeze into 10 squeeze gig. into ten gig. Now you, you do get additional file storage and log storage, so that's just data. That's right. ten gig of data. Yeah, but it still doesn't go that far. Yeah, I was going to say Microsoft have done somewhat to split out their storage on the dataverse from a power platform CRM point of view. But if you take database capacity for what it is, is that it's still it's still a quite a small amount, especially when you think about. CRM as a database itself without even putting anything in it is probably nearly three gig. So you've taken six gig out of your 10 and the customer hasn't even started to put anything in it. So what options, so on professional, we're talking about here, on professional you've got a 10 gig, what what options do you have if you go, if you if you fill in that 10 gig, is it an additional cost for you buy extra storage or? So yes, um, obviously they, you have to be clever as part of the build, siphon, certain attachments etc into um into sharepoint or other repositories etc so you're not completely freeing up the database unnecessarily um but then what else do you have the short of it is that you've got to buy extra gigabytes of storage on a monthly basis and how does that differ if you're on the enterprise license Kel? so with enterprise you get um Additional capacity for every user license that you okay. own, basically. It's 250 meg you still per start user. With 10, you still start with 10 gig? You still start with 10 gig. Wow. Still, okay. still start very with low threshold 10 gig. Still start with 10 gig. Yeah. But every, every enterprise full user, you get 250 meg that then becomes aggregated, just goes into the pot. Um, so 10 users, 2.5 gig extra. So 12.5 gig, carry on. You lose a user, they go down on users, you go back down, and you could go back down to your threshold of 10. Um, that's where the data management becomes really important as well it, it does it, you have to be a lot stricter with the data maintenance when you're using a professional system I know we haven't done pricing yet for these and I'm sure we'll touch on it before we finish but when we get there what type of cost we'll have a think about what type of cost the, the additional storage is because that's, that's really interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to throw that out if you're not prepared for that no we're I'm prepared sure, I'm sure you know the answer prepared to. for it but I'm not quite sure uh, a customer really will be jumping up and down a, a about it. 
if I'm yeah, being honest. I think you expect more than 10 gig these days, don't you? But okay, well, it is what it is. It'll, you know, the facts are the facts, so we'll go through. So okay, that, that is quite an interesting one, though, that if you're unprofessional, you've got this limit, unless you're going to put your hand in your pocket again every month for, for additional storage. Yeah. At least you get a bit more with, uh, with, with Enterprise. Okay, so you, you also, there was two other products that are out there. I don't know if you want to touch on those now or, or come back to them. No, we we can um, we can start with sales premium. Um, so does this sit above enterprise? It, it does. Adding some it extra it, it, it okay. does. It does sit above enterprise. Um, it it's very much, I guess, um, also referred to as the sales insights side of CRM. So you get into a level where it it's using Microsoft's AI, um, and I go. For those on YouTube, AI, because yeah. um, what really does that still mean? Um, obviously, the reality is is that Microsoft have um, been taking time and effort to look at the data that's in your CRM, give you suggestions, give you extra functions to give you more meaningful insight, basically. So um, they've added additional features into Premium that essentially... Is, is the Microsoft backend doing some grunt work to give you better information brought to front, the, the front page as such, I guess is an easy way to put it, as well as offering some additional functionality over and above um, enterprise as well on top of that as well. So um, in terms of what premium does, uh, we haven't, don't have time to go into every bit of it because there is quite a bit in there. I'm, I'm not trying to do it a disservice. There is quite a bit of functionality in there. It's very specific though. Uh, but it's very, it is very specific. And Kel, yeah, I'll... there's two two main areas to it really. So Jason's just touched on the sales insights area. So that's um, what that does basically is it uses technology called auto capture. Um, so it goes off and it reads, you know, all of the data and the activities that you have within your CRM system with your customers. And it goes and it reads like through people's inboxes and things like that. So, you know, how like in Outlook where sometimes it'll suggest maybe you need to add a task to do yeah, this yeah. from the email. So basically it's doing that, right. but inside a CRM and it's creating the task for you. So it generates something um, within a sales accelerator that's called a work list. So basically it gives you a list of suggested tasks that you need to do for the day. So you don't have to go and trawl through your inbox to find that list. CRM will generate it for you. So it can do this in a very limited capacity at Enterprise. But to get the full usage out of it, you do need sales premium. Um, And then there's a few extra enhanced reporting tools and things like that as well that you can use on the top of it. Um, And then the other aspect of the sales premium license is, uh, again, going back to Teams. So... um, You've got the... Conversational intelligence. Thank you. You've got conversation intelligence, um, which essentially what that means is you can have a phone call through CRM in Teams um, and it's going to record it, it's going to transcript it for you and off the back of that phone call and the transcript that it generates, it's going to go off and it's going to say, right, you need to call so-and-so on this date or you need to do this for them and it's going to generate that activity list for you just from the phone call. That sounds pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, I do find that only from the Outlook point of view, I quite find it useful when... Down the side of it, it says, you promised to reply to somebody three days ago. Don't forget this. And occasionally something slips through the net, especially if you you think you've replied to an email by saying, yeah, yeah, I'll get, I'll do this and this and this, but I'll, I'll come back on the final yeah. point. And it's easy to drop that. So that, that's pretty cool. It does it within CRM. And then from a phone call where there's no hiding now, if you make a promise, then it's going to be uh, telling us to do it. Yeah, so they, they are actually really, really good features. Um, the, as I said, the sales accelerator one, you can sort of, let's say you can trial it with yeah. Enterprise. 
Um, but it does limit to, I think it's 2,500 interactions in um, sales enterprise. So you are going to hit that limit probably quite quickly mm-hmm. if there's significant activity in your CRM system. Um, but for, for larger sales teams, you know, talking quite significant sales teams where they do have a lot of data churn and they do get through a lot of emails and phone calls, it is going to be good yeah. for them. It is yeah. going to significantly cut down that admin time for them. It doesn't store the team's calls within its stories anytime you've only just got 10 gig. No, no. no, <laughs> no that's no, still no, ever no, on the team side. Yeah, it, yeah it there stores is, them in the there is, Even with... The, the whole omni-channel bit, um, which is a, is a different license that we're not going to talk about today, but that has a voice channel control add-in, um, and uh, that that can store specific calls, but that has a separate limit to it as well. So, yeah, thankfully, uh, we're not bound by this 10 gig further right. off. Okay, so that's a good overview of, um, of um, sales premium. Yep. So you've got professional, which is our base entry offering. We build on it again with what we said already with enterprise. You get all of the, the functionality within those products and then premium sits on top around the functions that we've just talked about. Yeah. Where does relationship sales sit then? Um, it kind of sits as an alternative offering to, um, I say alternative offering, it's an offering that is, is, is above enterprise. So you get all enterprise functionality but what essentially you're doing is you're paying for LinkedIn Sales Navigator, okay. essentially. So they're bundling in. It's it's a bit enterprise. like getting your Skybox sets and your Netflix packaging. Right. Okay. Together. So it, it doesn't. You don't. Yeah. Need, that's probably a yeah. good way of putting it. What I mean, you don't need premium to add no. relationship. No, you don't need sales. premium. It's not a pre. It's not a prerequisite. Okay. So I guess everyone's aware of what LinkedIn is. We've all got well, most of us, I imagine, got a LinkedIn account. Yep. It's that business network, really useful, loads of valuable information. Microsoft bought it for I don't know how many billion a few years ago. So they are now, I'm guessing from what you've just said, allowing you to pay to interact with LinkedIn in, in certain ways. Yes. So you've got Sales Navigator. So if you go inside of LinkedIn today, irrespective of CRM, and you have a Sales Navigator license, you um, you can stalk people in more detail, yeah. I guess is the best way of putting it. Yeah, we used it here. It's useful, it's really good. So uh, you get the ability to send this concept called in-mails. So if you're not connected with somebody, you can't send them an, a, a message. Mm-hmm. Um, until you're connected, and but if you have Sales Navigator in emails, you 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 can, um, and you get an amount that you're allowed per month, etc. Um, you can also find more information out. So um, behind the scenes, if you your profile stores your email address and your phone number, mm-hmm. depends on what you put down as private and confidential, etc. Uh, Sales Navigator allows you to find a little bit more about you as a individual um, and how you could potentially be reached now whether people agree with that or not but that's your terms and conditions and how you manage your data inside LinkedIn and then LinkedIn say well if you're allowing me to use it then Sales Navigator allows other people to see it as a result obviously people do use Sales Navigator as a sales tool they use it to look at their industries create searches on certain industries certain people certain roles and then do targeted and you can do uh, smart links I think it's called now that you can send people with specific content that you've created to a smart link and you can see who's been clicking on it um, and then maybe engage with those a bit more. So it, it's a re- it is a really cool sales tool as, uh, as well. Um, it, it's better, It's kind of the new version of cold calling to an extent, but cooler um, until 
that becomes yeah, annoying to people. Yeah. You get far more. Uh, you get far more response. Yeah, you do from an email than you would a cold call or a standard email that's yeah. shot out. So, yeah. But the idea is that LinkedIn, if you have the integration between LinkedIn and, and CRM, you can do things like you can you can link your account in CRM to your to the business account in um, LinkedIn. Um, same with contacts, etc. And you can start to match them together and see people's profiles. Again, depends on um, the functionality in Sales Navigator and the CRM integration, is that what you can also then go and do is that it can say, well, this person doesn't work here anymore. They've moved on, so you need to take them out of this business account. They don't belong here. And same with new people that have just started in that business and they set an account. Do you want to add them as a contact inside of your CRM system? Okay, so it's great when keeping your data clean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 and can, also then send also it. Use it. Sorry, Jason. I was going to say, you can also use it as well to... Um, create leads and things. So if there's a company that you might be interested in and their LinkedIn profile matches certain criteria, it will suggest that company for you to generate leads and things for them as well. Okay, so I guess if, if a company is already using um, Sales Navigator within LinkedIn, which you can you can use yep. as like a, a LinkedIn Plus type of thing, and that's what we did to begin with, you can then start to integrate it with CRM. So it's, it's going into, it, everything's up to date. Yeah. We're tracking what we're doing. And all of those benefits that we talk about having a one source of the truth. In yeah, you don't have to have relationship sales license. You could have, you could go to LinkedIn by Sales Navigator directly. You could then have CRM and Enterprise, etc., over here. And then, depend as long as you've got the right level of Sales Navigator license, you can then integrate the two of them that way. So you don't have to take the relationship sales license. Um, so I think again, it's it's good. Um, it, it's it's another way to go to market and keep things central visi- central visibility, central management, um, and again it, it's Microsoft making use of their ecosystem and bringing it together, which again can, becomes unrivaled compared to a lot of other competitors. I guess is the best way of putting it. Okay, so we've gone through those those four products. I think the one thing that stands out to me is if you if you come into Dynamics three sixty five and looking at a CRM solution. You know, speak to someone who knows the products like you guys, right? Because otherwise, you you, you might put a budget together that what this is going to cost you for twelve months or whatever the way most companies do. We need X amount of users. We're going to go with professional, and then very quickly you're going to find that actually we've hit a boundary that we weren't aware that was there. Like you mentioned, custom tables, or we can't track competitors, whatever it might be in professional. Yeah. Is there a a path where you can? If you have to, I'm sure people don't want it because it costs. But you can you can upgrade from professional to enterprise. And, and that's fairly you, seamless to do? You can. Um, there is a, a caveat to that in that you can't have some sales professional licenses and some sales enterprise okay. licenses. It's, it's, it's one or the other. other. Yeah, yes. So you could, for example, again, it's a little off topic, but you could combine, combine a customer service professional with a sales enterprise or vice versa, but you can't have two levels of the same license at professional enterprise. Okay. So if you do want to do that upgrade to enterprise, you have to upgrade everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Uh, and and I think there's a path to, to go up. There isn't really a defined path to go down. Um, so it, it would be very difficult to remove uh, that. You kind of have to rebuild your system Start in, line, in, in, in line with what the rules are for. Yeah, that professional that makes sense. Yeah, if you've so, got if you've got something, it's a lot harder to take. It. So so do you when you when you meet a new customer and or someone that's interested, in this, I'm guessing that's part of the discussions we have or the workshops or whatever we. We understand what they're trying to achieve and we can then recommend that actually you're going to need an enterprise license or yeah. a premium license if they if they were going all the way. We, as 
with with what we get provided and information wise, we'll always try and provide the best guidance um, and advice based on what we know and and what what we do with experience. Um, I think if uh, if if there is a a roadmap for that customer and they want to keep enhancing it, and you can already see that within a short period of time, enterprise is going to be needed, then starting enterprise is probably going to be the best kind of route. If professional sits there and you think, do you know what, for the first two or three years, professional sit, professional works, then we'll start on, on, on professional from what we know. We, we're not a partner that wants to maximise what, what a customer spends on licences. It has to be the right licence for the customer. Um, and then realistically, it'll take it take it from there. But I think we need to understand as much as possible during those workshops. Things like custom tables. A lot in the customers that we work with, new product development, account management, samples. Um, again, easily to add tables and functionality around those kind of areas, escalations. All of a sudden, you, you sit there going, "Wow, I've just added another table and another table and another table." And and think what you probably what customers don't fully appreciate, and and why would they? They don't need to. Is that how just the structure of CRM is is built up all together? Um, and then it's down to our job to properly educate and reason why, where, what level license they they sit yeah. at. And I guess from you might be great doing the workshops. Yes, they've got ten custom tables, and we define that. This product never stops evolving and changing. So if yeah. it, once it's in your business, you know, oh, you know, it would be great if we could have X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Suddenly you've hit your limits, and again, no one told you. Well, you're up to fifteen. So yeah. that that those are the type of exercises we do that you can achieve it, but you're going to be really limited then on what else you can yeah, change. Absolutely, and I think I say you can't you can't have a mix of the same discipline of license. So you can't have sales professional and sales enterprise. I think on the flip side of that is what you can have is you can have some sales enterprise licenses and some sales premium licenses. Currently, one solution as such. So good on Microsoft to keep it nice and standard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so again, it's it's not throughout the whole of CRM. It's not even on the customer service side, which is a net, another topic altogether. Is it's not just one principle, one one size fits all kind of concept of how you do work the licenses. It it is you you do require a little bit of guidance and, and as, as we always know it constantly changes yeah, in Microsoft yeah. and you, was it was it sales and, uh, sorry relationship sales that you could do a, have a trial on or was it premium you mentioned when you mentioned you could have a trial for I think that's, of objects I, I think I think that's Kel, where you're saying that you can turn on some of the premium functionality inside yeah. of enterprise to give it a try so. yeah, you can what, only see what it does yeah you can only use it up to so much I guess is the best way of it so amount of times that it looks at the data and gives you something back basically it's like a credit is the best way to describe it how many times it churns through the system to give you something back so as it hits that limit it says thanks I've reached my limit or if buy you're, it if, yeah go okay. buy it, which is fair enough as long as we understand it and you can you can have a little play with it and, it's a sales tool within a sales tool well you'd expect nothing less would you really I guess that's a, that's a good point okay so the other thing that's going to impact people, we talked about the functionality, and sometimes as a business you can say, well, that would be great and nice to have. What's the cost stretch between a professional and enterprise? Because that's the other thing people are going to say, well, yeah, if it's going to cost me an extra few quid to, to have that, it's going to be worth the investment. Is it a big jump from professional? What is professional? What's enterprise? As of today, <laughs> the something of September. Uh, £49 per user per month for professional. Okay. 
Um, if you're a full user, um, if you're a Business Central user on SaaS or subscription, that's 15 quid, not 49. So that's the attached licenses, That's right? the attached okay. licenses. So let's start with the base. We'll come on to attach in a moment, yeah? Um, but sales professional, 49 pounds per user per month. Okay. Sales enterprise, 71.60. Okay, so that is quite... It's quite so an extra, what, 22, just over 22 quid yeah. um, per month for enterprise-based functionality. Um, per user. Per user, yes. Um, sales premium... Hundred and one pounds and eighty pence, I think it is, um, per user per month, and then alternatively relationship sales, which is hundred eight pounds and thirty four pence officially. If and but the, obviously that's giving you LinkedIn Sales Navigator as well as okay. well as so enterprise functionality. So if you split out what sales don't get the Navigator premium stuff on that though, no. So I don't know how you work the cost out for that, but I'll let you know. Uh, but I think the reality is, is that as a business, you need to, I think you need to put yourself or with a partner, you put yourself in the professional camp or the enterprise camp. If you're in the enterprise camp, you then get the choice of, do I have relationships so or do I have sales premium? Okay. Okay. But you're going to double your cost. If you go to premium, it's double the cost of a professional license a little bit more, isn't it? It was 49 to 101 or something like that. So yeah, and, and, and right now, if you look at our customer base, how many people are actually using premium, there's not... Okay, so that, the real that, choice that, that is professional or enterprise is where we, we typically sit with yeah, our customers. I, I, and where do you say that how, how many, being realistic here, how many can get away with professional from what we do? Uh, is it the majority? The you minority? put your opinion in first, and then I'll put my opinion in. I, I think, I'm trying to think off the top of my head now, I think we've got three customers using professional, and one of those are very close to the edge of what they can do. Okay, so, so enterprise is... 60-odd customers, 60, 70 customers that yeah. we've got. Okay, so enterprise is the, the overwhelming majority of our customers use enterprise. It's the gripe that I have with Microsoft, is that enterprise means bigger customers in, in, a, in a theory. In the naming convention. In the, in, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, professional was, was launched um, to those small businesses that need CRM. It, it doesn't work like that. Um, I think from my perspective, if you're, a, if you're a business that hasn't really used a proper CRM system before, used Excel and Access Database, you've got a small sales team. Yeah. I think professionals a really good solution. I, re- I, I do, um, because you're starting to put in CRM principles into the business that weren't necessarily there to date. If you're already got a CRM solution and defined CRM customer management processes in place, and you're coming from an existing tool, a HubSpot, a Salesforce, even a Pipe Drive, etc., you are you are very close from day one to being on that enterprise kind of cut over, flipping over the fence onto enterprise. And we tend to find, we go through it and we always start going, we'll remain license agnostic to start off with, go through the thing and then go, you're in this side. So we never want to oversell and and go in and say, you probably should budget for the enterprise. But we do find a lot, If when people talk about the functionality they want, we tend to be delivering more enterprise. Now, if I could deliver more professional, and and fine, great, there is, I'm not swayed just because it's a 
bigger license value. That doesn't mean me as a as a person that runs the CRM Power Platform team. I'm looking at the revenue because it's a bigger license. It, yeah, that's it's not, the right product for the customer. it's the right product for the customer. And and for me, if if I could if that could be professional level and I could sell more of that, then I'd do that. It it's very much the case that we are getting to the level that small medium businesses they want the systems to work smart for them and the additional tables, the additional kind of functionality that you get with enterprise allows them to do that better in case in some cases than what professional does. Okay. So when we started talking about price, you, you mentioned about an attach price. And so so if you're using another dynamics product, so business central we obviously do a lot with yep. uh, from an ERP side. If you are then looking to add or use uh, CRM, yep. you said the sales professional came down from £49, which is the, the retail price, down to what if you had BC? £15. £15. So you've got a massive saving. saving on that. Is there a saving on the enterprise? You're still getting attached or is it only on That's the where my gripe comes. Yeah, because no, there isn't. As it stands right now, and I can sympathise with Microsoft a little bit based on how their structure of attach base license expensive attached license cheaper etc and you've got a challenge right now that bc licenses are either 52 or 75 well an enterprise license 71 so you've got a 52 71 kind of mm-hmm. conflict i guess is the best way of putting it but but still i think from my point of view it would be good for microsoft to to address that somehow i'm not saying they have to price it the same as professional is yeah as an attach, but to address that. So yeah, at this moment in time, the the attach license for Business Central only works if you're on sales professional. But if what you've just said, if someone is looking and is interested in putting in CRM and that functionality around sales for fifteen pounds per user, I know we've got the professional service around that, but that's a really, really oh good price to, to you know what we've got some ideas. We want to see if this is going to work, even with the limitations. If you start to see the value within the business, then you get to a point where you could probably justify if you have to go to enterprise that because it's driving the pipeline, driving the efficiency, driving the organisation forward from that point of view. Absolutely, I think some of the gripes with Microsoft has always been you've got all these wonderful systems, but you said license for every single system. And oh, I'm already paying for BC. I'm already paying for CRM, vice versa, etc. And you want to, you very much, you want the customer. We want the customers to take advantage of the ecosystem where relevant and and where it's going to add benefit. But a barrier to entry is high license prices. I think the the attach license very much does help. And I say if it's if if you've used. BC CRM before if you've used a smaller CRM product or you don't have a CRM at all but you've got BC I think sales professional as a sales management tool I think starting on that for that price I think it's a, it's, it's a no-brainer and I'm making the assumption that if you've got 15 uh, BC users you can then have 15 attached users on CRM as long as they're full BC users yeah. but it's a like for like so if you've got yeah. whatever you use account is on BC you can have that amount attached on say yeah on the moment that you have people that are non BC users yeah, using sales professional license spot yeah, okay. absolutely okay and you mentioned there if you've got a, if you're coming from from I don't know BC CRM which is quite a basic uh, product within there which gives you a bit of contact management but if you're using or coming from something like HubSpot or some of those other CRM products that are out there Salesforce you know is professional a good um, comparison if you're looking at the functionality or you're looking at enterprise or it depends what they're doing within that product I'm it's going to largely depend on what they're doing within the you know the product that they have mm. um, 
so you know if, if you've got a very basic version of salesforce that you are literally doing that pipeline management in professional will probably be fine for you yeah. um but whereas you know if, if you've rolled out automations and everything within salesforce you're probably going to need enterprise for it um similarly with hubspot and, and you know other crm systems it, it, it depends on what you want it to do for you um if if you do just want pipeline management there's probably no reason you can't use sales professional because it does do pipeline management quite well um but if you want a crm system that's going to go and streamline other business processes you know not just that specific sales one but the business processes as well and you're going to want automations and and you know the, the features like the the activity suggestions and things like that um and really get those um, business processes streamlined and, and cut down to save on admin time for people. You probably are going to need enterprise. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I think we've covered a little bit around the different levels, you know, where they, where they sit in terms of that. So is there anything else that you want to just finish with here before we wrap it up? Uh, I, I think compared to um, once upon a time where Microsoft was a, you got CRM and you got it all, um, in the days of CRM online and CRM on premise, um, I think now with the levels, I think uh, Microsoft got a better offering. I think they have. I think it is good that they've got these different components that they can have um, and they can go to market with. Um, as ever, um, it can always be improved upon. But I think right now, Microsoft have got a good go-to-market strategy around around the, the CRM apps as such or customer engagement if you want to use the proper term but the sales customer service etc obviously we focus on sales today but I think I think there's some good choices for the customer as long as they're guided properly okay okay great um, I'll, I will just throw this out from from the point of view for any Techman customers that might be on BC and be interested in, in CRM or any Techman customers that are using CRM already we've got our customer day coming up uh, in the middle of October, October the 12th. Registration's open for that now. We've got some CRM um, content in the keynote. We've got some CRM breakout sessions. So as that business is growing, if people are interested or, again, just interested in CRM in general and adopting it, get registered for the, the customer day. You got you and your team are going to be there, Jess. We are, so yes. you'll be able to educate people, give some advice. I won't call it free consultancy, but you know what I mean. You can they can get something for nothing if they're at the day plus plus lunch. Um, that's that's on. If you go to techman.co.uk, you can find uh, the details about registering for our, our customer day. Yep. And we've got more serum content than we've ever had before, so that cool. would be worthwhile for people coming. Okay, well, Jace Kelly, thank you for for joining us today, and um, and also anyone who's watched or listened in any format, um, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again on a future episode of Techman Talks Dynamics. Mm-hmm.